Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larvey. It's Sarah Larvey. You are listening to Where Should I Invest? And today's guest is Hart Tugman. We speak about uh, screening, uh, property management, and uh, he also is the founder and owner of Rent Panda. Um, and I also asked him about just like running a business. If you guys are ever interested in starting a business related to, it could be real estate investing, it could be something different. Um, you know, being an entrepreneur, there is some conversation, some great conversation about that. Um, before we bring in Hart, let's hear from Dahlia Barsoom from Streetwise Mortgages on this week's tip. Dahlia, over to you. Hi, I'm Dahlia, founder of Streetwise Mortgages. And today we are going to talk about promissory notes. Promissory notes is um, a financing tool that I hear about a lot within the real estate investment community. Uh, I'm not a big fan of promissory notes, but I do understand that there is a place for such type of money for both real estate investors as well as for lenders who are looking to earn a higher return. Today, I want to explain what a promissory note is and inform you as an investor, uh, whether you're borrowing or lending money of the risks that come with this financing strategy. So let's talk about what a promissory note is. A promissory note essentially is a loan uh, to a borrower that is unsecure. Uh, it is really about the promise to return the money. So the borrower signs a piece of paper that says that they are committed to returning this money back to you as a lender. And that piece of paper outlines the terms of the law. So how long are you lending the money for? What are you charging in terms of fees? What are you charging in terms of interest? And in many cases, uh, the borrower provides what's called a personal guarantee. That money is unsecured against a property, although in some cases it can be registered as a caution. It is not really protected the same way a private mortgage is protected. So for real estate investors, promissory notes uh, really help in some cases. Some investors may need that type of money to supplement a shortage in funding. Let's say someone uh, ran, um, you know, a, a construction or a renovations project and things have taken longer than expected or cost more than expected. And there is no more room to get additional funding and they need to get that project to completion. Uh, that's where a maybe small room, a small loan to supplement the shortage can come in handy or a loan for a short term period can come in handy. Uh, let's say someone uh, needs to consolidate debts and there is again, no room to get a secured mortgage. That's where a promissory note can help. So there is definitely a place for such type of money. And as a real estate investor, you'll uh, source it in smaller chunks, uh, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 maybe. So if you're looking for a larger loan, you'll have to source multiple promissory notes typically. I've seen this type of money uh, cost double digits, 17% uh, interest or more. Uh, it's also more expensive in terms of lender fees. Having said that, some real estate investors who have a great name on the street and, and a great network of people can source that type of money more cheaply. 
The risk for you as a real estate investor, if you're using this type of money, is what I call over leverage. Not high leverage, but over leverage. What's over leverage? Well, over leverage is essentially chewing on more than you can handle. Because this type of money is not secured against a property. You can easily take on a lot and uh, it can cause problems down the road. So you've got to be very, very careful of how much of this money you borrow. For the lenders who are looking to lend promissory notes, I get it, folks. I get that the returns are a lot more attractive than private money and uh, are lucrative, but you really need to understand what you're stepping into. You really need to understand the risks that you're taking. There is a reason to why this money is lucrative. It is because these loans are not secured. And as much as the borrower is providing you with a personal guarantee, that personal guarantee is as good as the assets that are disclosed and are accessible uh, for that personal guarantee to materialize. So let's talk about the worst case scenario, which is the borrower defaulting on your loan. Although the promissory note may be registered against a property as a caution, if the borrower defaults, well, guess who gets paid first? The private mortgage, uh, sorry, the first mortgage that is registered in first position will get paid first. The second mortgage, if there is uh, equity, and then the third and fourth, if there is anything left. For promissory note holders, you will have to pursue legal action uh, through the court system to recoup your capital. Um, that's really how it would unfold if things go south. So if you're lending money to borrowers through an unsecured promissory note, it's great that you're making the high double digit returns, but I want you to be aware of the risks and be prepared for the worst case situation. Always, always, whether you're a borrower or whether you are a lender, get independent legal advice and explore other financing options that are available to you before you pursue this path. My team and myself are always here to support you. If you're looking for options or second opinions when it comes to funding, always reach out to us at info at streetwisemortgages.com. Awesome. Thanks, Dahlia. And guys, reach out to me if there is anything I can help with. sarahlarby.com. You can contact me on there or send me an email, sarah at sarahlarby.com. Cheers. Hart, welcome to the show. How are you? I am great. Thank you for having me. Good. I'm excited. So Rent Panda, for those of you that may not know, is a multifaceted rental opportunity for investors and landlords to to work together. But I'll let you talk about that a little bit more. But I think we originally connected a couple years ago and you were starting to build the brand. And it's really incredible to see how far you've come and that good stuff. So for those that may not know about Rent Panda and what you do, what is it that you offer? Yeah, for sure. So I'll dive into it and it'll be a little bit long-winded, but I'll first say thank you for having me. And I think to to a testament to probably five years ago when we first came across, you know, the Sarah Larby podcast and everything that you do, we were like, you know, we're, we're going to be on this podcast one day. So it, it is good to see that we are oh. finally there and, and we've reached that that level of success. But when we first started Red Panda, we were a tech company and Red Panda still provides technology for the do-it-yourself landlord. 
So if you're a landlord that's getting out there that wants to list their property, manage it themselves, do everything from start to finish, Red Panda is a service where you can provide, where you can get software to do that type of thing. So you can post your property, you can find tenants, you can screen those tenants, you can build your leases, you can get some property management light services. Um, and then for the scaling landlord or the busy landlord, we provide leasing services. Um, so we have regional leasing specialists across all of Ontario now, uh, hopefully soon to be across Canada, where we can actually come in and do white glove leasing. So we do a walkthrough of the property. We provide you with a rent assessment, defined tenant profiles, photos, videos. We handle all of the marketing and advertising. Uh, we do all of the pre-screening of applicants and conduct all of the showings in person ourselves. We do all of the post-showing screenings, and we'll talk about tenant screening in a little bit, I'm sure. Uh, build out the leases for you, make sure first and last is paid, and hand over you know, a high-quality tenant at the end of the day. So if you're a landlord that's still self-managing but doesn't have the time to find their own tenant or is scared of finding their own tenant in this marketplace here in Ontario, uh, we can do that for you. And then uh, recently we launched our full-service property management offering across all of Ontario as well. So typical of property management companies, you know, we collect rent, we handle all the day-to-day -day communications, all of the repairs and maintenance, notices, so you can be a truly passive landlord and scale. And, you know, Rent Band as a brand is really about stewarding the journey of small landlords. I'm a small landlord myself and uh, an investor myself. And we found that you know, 10 years ago, there was a wild west of rentals. There wasn't a lot of service out there for small landlords like us. And so we really wanted to be there for the small landlord, whether you are still a do-it-yourselfer or you're a scaling successful landlord, uh, Ren Panda was there with a service that could help you out. That is cool. I mean, you don't forget a name like Ren Panda. <laughs> but it is cool that you guys are actually doing a little bit of everything, right? So if somebody wants to be half hands-on maybe with a management piece, but they don't have the time to screen find tenants or they may not know how to do it also, right? And they want to have somebody that like, understands the the systems and the processes to to screen tenants out that may not, you know, be ideal, you know, all the way from the software piece. So I think it's good that you have like different pieces uh, of it. So I'm, I'm just curious though, like when you first started, you know, versus today, because I mean, we're all entrepreneurs and we're business owners and it sounds like you're, you know, you obviously got your investments as well as a landlord, but how did the whole business pivot? Because, you know, it, it's a business on its own. Yep. It's a big business. You guys are, are growing and you're expanding across the country. But, you know, what did it originally start at and walk us through the pivoting that you've had to do along the way? Yeah, for sure. So the the inception story of Ren Panda is a fun one because I started the business with my brother it, up in Thunder Bay, actually. Um, I was in Toronto working in advertising. He was a newly graduated PhD, moved up to Thunder Bay and had a really hard time finding a rental. And as a tenant, he just thought... There had to be a better way, that cliche moment of, of inspiration. Um, but there was actually a website called Home Sweet Homes up in Thunder Bay. And the way that people were primarily finding rentals was on this website where you would view a list of properties, a list of addresses. You would then e-transfer the owner of that website $20 or $25. Um, and he would send you a Word document of the listings in town. And that website, about 10 years ago, had 70 to 80% of all the listings in town. And this is like, this is 10 years ago. This is not that long ago. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the way that people were finding rentals. So we thought there had to be a better software solution to this rental marketplace. And, you know, Facebook marketplace was there, but it wasn't doing as much as it was today. And there was, you know, viewit.ca in Toronto. And that was like the pinnacle of rental marketplaces. 
which to this day isn't the best marketplace out there, but it still exists. Yeah. And so we thought there had to be a better software solution. And we wanted to be a tech company. We built a prop tech. We went out for, you know, investment. We talked to VCs. We did the whole, that whole roadshow. Um, we got a little bit of investment, but as we started to get into the marketplace, we really felt it was always important to talk to landlords. And for the first five years, we actually offered free photography for every single person that listed on the website. And for context, listing on the website was free. So we would actually for free go out and put a lawn sign on someone's lawn and take free photography for them because the, the experience of talking to those landlords was so important and digesting all of their pain points. And you can imagine the thousands of conversations that we had. It was the best market research you could ever do. So it cost us a lot of money and time, but we realized that not only were software solutions in need, but services were in need. You know, there were those landlords that were scared of finding the wrong tenant or had placed the wrong tenant before. So we actually spun off the leasing division of the company to just help place tenants because we were seeing applications every day through the system. We knew what a good tenant and bad tenant was. We were seeing where people were falling down. So we thought we could do this in a more, you know, premium style and be hands-on for those landlords that didn't want to do it themselves. (laughs) And then once we started filling properties for people, they said, great, you fill an awesome tenant. I don't want to have to deal with the tenant at all, right? If something goes bad, I don't want to deal with that two o'clock in the morning phone call about the leaky toilet. So we started a property management division of the company. We started to manage properties. Um, But really, we just started to say yes to a lot of the things that we didn't do before we did them Mm -hmm. and uh, and built the business in that way. And so we said yes to leasing. We said yes to property management. Um, We hired a paralegal as a paralegal slash property manager. So now we were able to actually do paralegal services for people. Um, And everything that we've built has been a product of what's fed back to us. So we've really just built and done what landlords have asked of us. And, you know, there's no really unique thoughts out there. We've done a little bit of unique thinking, um, but ultimately we're just trying to service the small landlord population here in Ontario, soon to be across the country with all of the pain points that they're experiencing. And I think that's been a journey over the last few years. There's been new pain points that have arisen. There's been a lot more rental scams these days. There's been a lot more professional tenants. You know, the, the vacancy rates are dropping, rents are going up. And so Some people think it's easier to find tenants now because the pool of tenants is greater, but that actually makes it more time consuming, potentially harder. Um, And we see fraudulent documentation all day, every day. Mm -hmm. So we're always kind of thinking forward to what's the next tool, what's the next service, what's the next thing that landlords really need to help make their journey a little bit better. Mm, That's awesome. So I've been using your screening and your staff as well. And it's nice that you like, you essentially send you, you screen a lot of people behind the scenes and you're like the top candidates or here are the ones that like we've approved, you know, do you want to move forward with that person or not? But so let's just say, for example, there's somebody here that's thinking, okay, like I've got, I mean, and you're currently doing quite a bit of units for us as well, but I think there is going to be, it's either you don't have enough time or you may not have the skills and the resources and the knowledge to do it properly. And I think that's where you would come in as Ram Panda, right? So like somebody like me, for example, like, you know, if we have 20 units to fill pretty much in a matter of like three, four months, you know, as they trickle in with everything else that I have going on, like I just can't. So, so, you know, you're kind of overseeing that. But I think the other piece of it, like for, for my, you know, perspective and and a client of yours as well, is that not only do I not have time to do it, I also trust that I don't have to be hands-on and verify and triple check and like, you know, like I, I basically like your process because it's very similar to my process. And I know we've talked about this in the past yeah. where, 
you know, a lot of the checks that I would do, and it does take time to, to go through that whole tenant process, even once they apply, that I know that it's done, you know, to, to my liking, essentially. So mm-hmm. maybe just walk us through like what that looks like. So, you know, somebody comes, maybe they're either not experienced, they don't know, or they have a ton of units. Like, what is it that you do with, you know, let's just call it a four unit property, which I think you've got a handful of them from us yep. right now. Yeah. So the first most important step is a walkthrough of those properties. And so the way that we've structured our team and the way that we've been able to be across the province is we hire local team members so that they understand the local dynamics. And, you know, a rental in Welland is very different than a rental in Hamilton, in Toronto, and in Thunder Bay. And it's different in multiple ways. So that walkthrough of the property allows us to bring that local regional leasing specialist in and provide a rent assessment, first and foremost. A lot of people, and not speaking badly upon realtors, but a lot of people have been misadvised in terms of the rent that you can get in a property, especially when you're trying to move properties quickly. And so rents have you know, gone up, they've been inflated. We want to get in there and provide an accurate rent assessment based on market dynamics, based on comparables across multiple platforms. So we're going to come in there and do a rent assessment. We're also going to provide a tenant profile. You know, tenant profiles, as an investor, you always want to say, I want AAA tenants or quote unquote AAA tenants. I want the best of the best. But sometimes you've bought a property that may attract B plus tenants and that's okay. As long as you understand that, you know, you're okay with B plus tenants, you can still screen them in a different way, but in a, in a fulfilling way. So that tenant profile is really important to do. We take photos and videos of the unit. Accurate photos and videos are the best thing that you can do for marketing a property. Sure. You know, you don't want beautifully blown out realtor.ca photos that are going to mislead people because ultimately it's going to waste your time at the end of the day. People are going to show up at the unit and go, this is not what, you know, it actually looks like. Yeah. So we want accurate photos. We want high quality video because most marketplaces now defer to video format in terms of getting reach for your ad. And then we're going to, you know, advertise the property on multiple listings. So although we have our own marketplace, we're not the type of company that solely relies on our own marketplace. We're very real in the sense that Facebook marketplace gets the majority of traction across all of Ontario. Mm-hmm. Kijiji is still a platform that garners a little bit of interest. Zumper is gaining traction these days. You know, in certain markets, Red Panda is the dominant one, but not in all. So we want to make sure that we're across all platforms, that we can be everywhere and ultimately get the most volume through the door as possible, regardless of quality of tenant, and then use our screening systems to really funnel down the high quality tenants. And like you said, 99% of the screening happens behind the scenes. So you as an investor don't have to deal with it. And we're going to pre-screen people through messaging. We're going to pre-screen them through essentially pre-applications before they come through for showings. We're going to be at every single showing gathering qualitative information about those people, which is incredibly important. Um, we're very against the, the realtor way of doing things where you throw a lockbox on and let someone else's realtor bring them through the property because you lose all of the qualitative elements of, you know, how does someone look? How does someone smell? Do they offer to take off their shoes when they come in? Do they listen to your instructions to call them upon arrival versus knocking on the door? You know, maybe the place is tenanted and you've asked them to park on the street and they whip into the driveway and block the current tenants in. So all of those intangibles are really important. So we attend all of those showings and we gather that qualitative information. And then post-showing, We've already called down the list from, you know, thousands of people who've seen the ads to hundreds of messages to maybe, you know, a dozen or two showings. And then we can really start to dive into our quantitative analysis. So that's credit checks and background checks that we pulled directly. We never accept any credit check or background check from a tenant. 
um, that has been unverified by us because we've seen you know, tons and tons of fraudulent documentation. There are now companies out there and individuals out there who will pay, like you, you can pay to create that fraudulent documentation for you. And they're now easy to find. So it's absolutely crazy out there. You want to pull your own credit checks and background checks. We do income and expense verification. So that's done through an open bank check. So we can actually see income coming into a tenant's account, whether it's payroll, government income, e-transfers, gig economy workers. And then we can actually see rent expenses going out or other expenses going out. Mm -hmm. So if someone says, you know, I don't have any pets and they're shopping at pet value once a month, probably the case that they have a pet and <laughs> yeah. not saying anything good or bad about pet owners. Yeah. But if you have a rental in a condo that has a pet bylaw, you want, you know, transparency from that tenant. Mm -hmm. Then we can also do ID verification. We check Canly and Open Room to make sure there are no judgments against that person. We scrape social media to make sure there's nothing, you know, generally inflammatory. Mm -hmm. And then we do kind of our old school stuff. So we arrange for a Zoom call to make sure that we talk to the person in their actual home. And, and you know, typically when someone's on Zoom, you can see their background. Yeah. You know, if they have a digital background, so be it. Yeah. Um, but we can actually talk to them, engage with them, see their background. We call their past landlords and we actually, you know, make sure that on Geo Warehouse, they are a landlord or an owner. If they're a property management company, we're going to take deeper and make sure we're calling, you know, the property management line, not the phone number of the person that they gave us, you know, their uncle or their aunt or their best friend who's pretending to be their landlord. And really all of these checks are meant to, you know, cross the T's and dot the I's, but do it two or three times over so that there, if there are any inconsistencies, we can reveal them. And, you know, professional tenants are good, but they don't have bulletproof systems that can't be seen through. So we've never placed a professional tenant. We've done well over 1300 leases now, and we've had one non-payment of rent, which got resolved through our paralegal within three months with a payment plan. So it was just a situation that happens, you know, you get non-payment of rent, yeah. Uh, but really all of our efforts go into screening so that when we provide those recommendations to you, and that's the next step, you know, we do our screening and we provide those recommendations. We know that anyone we recommend is a quality tenant. Um, and the thing is, you know, sometimes it takes longer. Mm -hmm. So we always deal in this triangle that we talk our clients through of, you know, the quality of tenant, the price of the rental and the time it will take to rent it out. Yeah. And so if you're an investor that's like, hey, just picked up a property, don't care if it's slightly under market rent, but I need a tenant in there tomorrow because I've got a mortgage payment coming up. You know, we can advise you on the quality of tenant and the time it'll take based on the price. If you're a landlord that's like, hey, I want to push market rents. I want absolute top dollar, but I don't mind on sitting, you know, with a vacancy for a month or two. Maybe we're looking for a refi. Maybe we're looking at, you know, commercial yeah. leases in place. So everyone has a different strategy as an investor. Mm -hmm. And as a leasing service or a property management company, we want to make sure that we understand your goal. We want to understand what you want to get out of that property. What you want to understand, you know, the factors that are putting pressure on you so that yeah. we can run with those same factors. That's great. Mm -hmm. You know, once those recommendations, <clears throat> excuse me, come through, yeah. we put the leases together. We have our paralegals. So we put through a bomb-proof lease appendix. Those are all of those clauses like not allowing for Airbnb arbitrage in your property or not allowing for, you know, the growing of marijuana in the property, even though the government says that's okay. All of these clauses, you know, use of common spaces that will really go to protect your property, protect you, but set the tenant up for success as well. And a lot of landlords forget that, the tenant is a stakeholder. The tenant is probably your most important stakeholder at the end of the day, especially for small landlords that are dealing with a couple properties. Good tenants will make or break your business. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that we look after both interests 
And then we could hand over really high quality tenants to a self-managing landlord so that they don't end up getting into trouble down the line. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I love the process. I, you know, one of the things I want to go back to, I mean, you, you said lots of great things, but one of the things that I think is very different is that you actually are able to pull Geo Warehouse showing who owns the property and it should likely be the landlord's name or maybe it's an Ontario limited number or something along those lines. And I think that's a great check. And then the other thing too, like you mentioned Canly, you mentioned Open Room. I think it's just important that everybody checks that all the time because that's where, you know, all of the court cases come up and, and get posted and you can likely, you know, avoid putting a, a really bad person in there potentially or somebody like here, here's the thing to each their own. But I think if somebody has gone through the courts, you know, regardless of what the decision is for me personally, I just I don't you know, that's probably just, you know, disqualifying in my yeah. own you know personal view. I also like that you are doing the social media check. And one of the things that, you know, I do a lot of as well right now is I mean, obviously, if you guys are doing it, it's fine. But if I'm doing it somewhere else. As an example, I like to go to like the landlord and tenants of Ontario group where they mm -hmm. have like 51,000 people. I just want to search that person's name to see what they said or what they're or, or even if they are in that group. So like all those like pro landlord or pro tenant groups that like tell each other what to do in order to play the system. Yep. I mean, I want to make sure they're not in there. So, you know, like you found us some good tenants so far and, you know, we're super happy. So question, though, for you, because like, obviously, we've got, you know, Jack, as an example, who does our Hamilton stuff. And then we have Chris, who does our well and stuff. Like, how do you ensure that, you know, everywhere across the country as we're going, these folks that you hire on are going to have the same quality checks, the same process as you would want from your head office? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. And it's one that um, is solved with systems, essentially. So you know, back in the day, I used to give a presentation to landlords on systems for rental success and building out their systems with our software. Um, and ultimately, as leasing specialists, each individual leasing specialist isn't on their own. And it's unlike, you know, a brokerage triaging out a lead to a realtor who then runs, you know, their systems. And yes, they're using Warrior Forms and whatnot, but the realtor is the realtor with us. Whether you're working with Chris or Jack or Daniel or Constance or whoever it ends up being. Yes, you're dealing with an individual and they may have a different style, but everything that they do is the Rent Panda system. So we have, I think it's a 27 page leasing process right now nice. that everyone walks through and it's just itemized. It's following a system, following a process, and there are going to be outlier situations for sure. But we have a team of you know, 22 leasing specialists now. I've personally been doing this for 10 years. Our senior team has been doing this for a very long time. And so when the outliers come up, we can not only enhance our process and to fill those outliers, we can deal with the situation firsthand. So really, no matter who you're working with, they're running through the Rent Panda systems. That process that I just walked you through, mm -hmm. that's followed by every single leasing specialist. We have three times a week statuses with everyone to make sure everyone's on track. We have weekly updates that go out to our clients. You know, some clients want, you know, updates every two days. Some clients just say, let me know when you're done. Okay. So we always want to adapt to the person. Mm -hmm. But we want it to be the Red Panda way of doing things. And even when we speak, it's a lot less of the I. You know, it's not Chris saying, hey, I did this and I did that. It's we. And if someone's sick, if someone quits, if someone, you know, changes mm -hmm. the way that they're approaching things, the Rent Panda team is there to step in and support each other. And, you know, as a business owner, I think it's important to never lose sight of rolling up your sleeves and getting your hands dirty and 
a lot of the most successful investors have done this, you know, property management company screws up, you roll up your sleeves, you get in, you fix things and then, you know, get a new property management company, maybe, but really getting your hands dirty. And, you know, I've driven out from Toronto to Kingston or Toronto down to Welland or flown up to Thunder Bay to fix issues when things have gone wrong. And so when you're working with Rent Panda, you're working with Rent Panda as an entity, Rent Panda as an organization, and all of those strong individuals who work for us make us as a collective better. But, you know, you, Sarah, as an individual investor, aren't necessarily just left to Chris on his own and his leasing capabilities. Okay, that's awesome. And I do like, so like for me, I know you guys do the weekly updates So you'll have like how many like leads you got, how many people, you know, walk through, applied, all that stuff. So you can actually see and then. And it's usually good too, because then you'll also add what I like is like comps, right? Like here are the mm-hmm. comps that came out for that week that you're also competing right. against now. I think that's good. And good insights, even just on comments that like the tenants go through and they say, okay, well, you know, this and this would be great if if that could be changed or like, I don't like it because of this reason or what. So I think that's good, good feedback, good insight as well. So you have that. Now, are you, like you mentioned Ontario, like if I'm in... Ottawa or I'm, I'm in the Sioux or like, are you covered? Like, do you have coverage in all those areas? Yep. Okay. So I'll say very transparently, we do have a couple small holes, okay. um, but we haven't yet seen kind of enough volume to be there. And, and we probably had to say no to one or two landlords. Timmins is a good example where we're in Thunder Bay, we're in Sault Ste. Marie, we're in North Bay, we're in Sudbury, but Timmins right now you know, we've only heard of one or two investors who have properties there that we unfortunately had to say no to. Um, that being said, we're actively looking for someone in Timmins to represent us as our team member. Okay. Uh, so we've been filling holes quite quickly. And the way that we position our team is that we're regionally specialized, essentially. So we have, you know, one team member in Durham who can do Ajax, Whitby, Pickering. And if he needs to cover, you know, drive out to Coburg or drive mm-hmm. up to Peterborough, it's not the worst thing in the world. And in that way, we have all of these kind of arcs of regional specialists that can cover each other, but also specialize within their region. You know, the Niagara region is a good example where Welland, St. Catharines, Thorold, Niagara, they're all, you know, commutable one to the other. Mm-hmm. So one person can cover that. But if need be, you know, a Hamilton leasing specialist can drive down to Welland to do some showings. And it's not the worst thing in the world for us as a team. So yeah, it's been a challenge from the HR side of things for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, as a business owner, like we said before, and we thought about running a technology company <laughs> and <laughs> thought about, you know, managing developers and managing designers and product managers and things like that. Managing people on the ground in the real estate space is very different because it's much more of a people-based business. And I think the big realization for us is we pivoted from a prop tech to a tech-enabled real estate company mm-hmm. because in this real estate space, I fundamentally think people want to deal with people really like you know, partnering with good people, knowing there are human beings there that have their back, that understand, you know, their motivation to be in real estate, their motivation to build generational wealth and have passive investments and want to know that, you know, someone who lives here, breathes here <laughs> and understands the rental market has their back. So that's where we've really tried to push hard and, you know, work with the best software providers, build the right software ourselves, but work with the best people on our team to provide the best level of service. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey guys, just want to take a moment and introduce you to one of my favorite paralegals, Andrew Chubetta. 
With over a combined decade of experience, Caveat LLP provides legal assistance for real estate investors and entrepreneurs, primarily practicing in the areas of landlord and tenant law. Caveat LLP is your one-stop shop when dealing with all of your tenant issues. Give them a call for a free consultation at 289-339-1311. That is Caveat LLP. Andrew Tubetta has been instrumental in helping me as a landlord and as a real estate investor, and I'm sure he can help you as well. Again, that's 289-339-1311. And now back to the show. Absolutely. And now as a business owner, this is more of a business question based on you know how you structure it. Are your staff that are doing you know those regions, are they employed by you as employees full-time? Are they contractors? Are they kind of just invoicing you based on the time? And then they might have like a part-time gig or something else that they do as well to make yeah. money? All of the above. Okay. So we've gone through various cycles of Ren Panda's staffing structures, I should say. Mm-hmm. So at the start, everyone was employees. You know, we were a tech company. Everyone had to be employees and the burn rates were quite high. You know, you have to spend money to make money and we were pushing a lot of free products. And so we were the kind of that typical prop tech where you knew you were burning a lot more than you had to be coming through the door. You were going to be non-profitable for a while and you were just going to raise money to keep the doors open and keep moving forward at, you know, tech level speeds. That became quite tiresome. And, you know, as a business owner, it was very stressful running that type of business. And we found that the service-based offering was not only more profitable, but was the product and the, and the, you know, the demand was there for that type of thing. So as we shifted more into the service-based offering, we still had employees who were working for us, but then we started to bring on essentially commission-based contractors. So depending on the region, we have people who are doing two to three contracts a month. We have people doing eight to 10 contracts a month, and we have people who are you know, flat out 15 to 20 contracts a month. And so when we're at that level of scale, we can bring people on as employees. We can bring people on as full-time contractors. We can bring people on as part-time contractors. But ultimately, regardless of what their commission structure is, essentially, they have to run through the same systems. They run through the same training. They run through the same, you know, tech systems. And they have the same level of service standards that we have for anyone else. So as kind of the, the hard-nosed business owner, you don't really care if you have three side gigs and that's the way that you make money. The, ten, the clients need to have that same level of care. Everyone needs to be treated as if they were our only client. And, you know, sometimes contractors are better, sometimes employees are better, but ultimately it really depends on the region and, and how much demand there is for our service. Awesome. As you were talking, I actually got an application from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll um, take a look at yeah. it after. But and, no, I mean, a, a testament to that one, I'll say like, let, we can just yeah. like riff and spin on that one. But we were trialing some new showing systems that okay. came to light a couple of weeks ago. And so we tested out the system and we had a higher volume of inquiries coming through. And, you know, some of those properties, you know, Sarah, are, are we're moving a little bit slower. We were trying different tactics to move them. And all of a sudden we found traction with one. And so we started to push that hard. And, and I think it's a testament to always having a keen eye for innovation within the space because the platform that's, you know, the right one in the GTA is not the right one in Welland. And the type of applicants that are coming through are very different. And the way that, you know, people are open to technology, right? Like in Thunder Bay, if we said to a tenant in Thunder Bay, let me do an open bank check and look into your bank account, we would be pointed at with one finger and it's not the thumb. And, but if we do that in Toronto, people are like, mm-hmm. sure, 
here's all my information. Here's my SIN number. Here's the name of my firstborn. Like people are willing to do whatever it takes to get a rental. So being on that cusp of innovation allows us to pivot and to get properties moved to, you know, innovate consistently and ultimately keep our clients happy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good. So, so that's the, the tenant screening side. Now that is what one month's rent plus HST or tax or whatever taxes well, yep. road as you expand out of Ontario. Yeah, right now, one mm -hmm. month's rent plus HST. Yeah. Okay. And so, so that's... that, that encompasses, encompasses the, the entire service. So, you know, there's no charge for extra marketing, extra advertising. It doesn't matter if we have to screen, you know, five people with credit checks and background checks or 55 people and pay for all of those. That's that fixed fee. And, you know, we build in all of those lease documents, make sure tenants insurance is in place, make sure utility transfer is done. We're there up until the end when we hand over that tenant to you. Awesome. So that's the tenant, that's the tenant screening piece. And then you also now added the property management as probably I'm guessing, because usually there's not a whole lot of money in property management in general, just to help landlords continue with being hands off if, if needed. So what does that look like? Yeah. So that, that's exactly right. You know, we had enough landlords coming to us and saying, I'm scaling my portfolio. I love the leasing service, but I want to be an investor, right? I don't want to be a landlord. I want to be an investor. So, you know, I like Red Panda. Can you just manage my property for me? Mm -hmm. And for us, the leasing service being Ontario wide was really important because like yourself, a lot of our investors aren't select in a specific area. You know, we've got people living in Toronto, invested in Thunder Bay, Windsor and Kingston. So we want to be able to follow our investors so that they can use a service that they trust, use a brand that they trust, and we can encompass, you know, their entire portfolio. So the property management was the next step in being able to help them in their journey. So the way that looks for us um, is we've kind of done away with the percentage of monthly rent as a fee structure. Um, as an investor myself, I don't think it's really fair for a property management company to say, hey, I'm going to charge you a percentage of monthly rent, but when your rent goes up every year, my fees are going to go up and you know, you've got a more expensive property. So I'm going to make more money. The inverse is probably true where less expensive properties are actually the more difficult ones to manage. You know, I'll take a $5,000 luxury home rental in Oakville any day yeah. over a basement in you know, Welland. That being said, we need to be transparent about what we can do for a fixed rate fee. And we've always run our business on transparency and communication. So our system works in that we built a, a flat rate management fee, depending on the type of property. So a single family home costs $99 a month, a duplex, triplex, or fourplex costs $79 per unit per month, and five or more units drops down to about $49 per month per unit. You get into bigger multifamily, we develop custom quotes. But what that essentially covers is all of the basics of property management that can be done from behind a computer, phone, text message, FaceTime, all of that. So we triage all of our properties, no matter where they are, to a centralized operation. And that center is in two different places right now, but for all intents and purposes, it's centralized. And we can deal with 24-7, 365 tenant communication. So two o'clock in the morning, phone call about someone who lost their keys because they had too many drinks or, you know, a standard issue that comes up that needs a plumber, you know, carpenter, electrician, handyman. All of that is triaged through our system, 24-7, 365. And they end up talking to a real person who could triage out the, the inquiry appropriate. So we're not going to send out a plumber if a handyman can be sent out. And it doesn't really matter if we have to send out a plumber in Kingston and a handyman in, in Hamilton, that can all be done from that centralized operation. 
We obviously collect rent on a monthly basis and pay that out to the owners with monthly statements. We handle all of the notices, whether it's notice of entries or N4s or N5s or all of those for you. We handle all of the, the issues that may come up as well as potential renovations. So if you've got a vacant unit and you want to do a little, you know, ready to rent reno, you want to do new flooring, new paint, new lighting, we can handle all of that. And we really enable a landlord to be fully passive and really just look at a monthly statement on a monthly basis and see how their property is doing. And we have our qualified trades in every city. And, um, you know, it is a challenge to find good quality yeah. people. And when we find them, we hang on to them. Okay. And so we pay them right away and we essentially reimburse ourselves out of next month's rent. Mm -hmm. um, so again, as an investor, you don't even have to deal with bills. And with each contract, we typically set a threshold with which, you know, we're allowed to spend. Most property management companies will do this, but you don't want to be bugged for a hundred dollar sink repair, but you want to know when the furnace blows and you have to replace that, or, you know, the roof is leaking and you need massive repairs. So we just, you know, utilize that threshold, but have transparent communications with our clients at every step of the way to make sure, you know, positive ROI is happening. Your goals are being met. And then with the leasing and property management, the leasing division is essentially separate. So when the property management division has a vacancy, we use our leasing team to fill that vacancy. So you have to pay for the leasing service on top of property management as most, you know, vacancy fillings do cost with any property management company, um, but you get 10% discount when you are a property management client for the leasing service. But the quality of tenants is the same. We still have that same rigor. We still include you in part of the process throughout the entire journey. We just make it a little bit more passive. Okay, that's pretty cool. Can I ask like roughly, like let's just say you have a four unit building or you know, property versus like a single family. What does the price point look like? For property management? Yeah. Yeah, so a single family home is $99 a month for the, the whole house. Um, if you've got a fourplex, you're kind of on the cusp. So... That would be $79 per unit per month. Which you, you hit on I think it's flex. pretty good. If it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're like at market rents versus a percentage, I think that's, you know, that's in line. Exactly. Yeah. And typically, you know, if you look at it as a percentage, obviously depending on the rents, but it's anywhere from like two to 4%, depending on the market. Obviously, if you've got a, a Toronto property, you're going to mm -hmm. be down in the one to 2%, maybe even, but ultimately our promise is that fixed rate fee. So when rent goes up next year, you know, our fee is still the same unless, you know, inflation goes crazy and we have to increase our fees. But that's a business decision. That's something that's dealt with, you know, client to client. It's not just, you know, rent's gone up or, you know, we've turned over the unit and now rent has gone up. So now we're making more money. So really from a cash flow perspective, if you have a big portfolio or a small portfolio, it's easier to allocate that amount. And yeah. we're transparent in, the added fees that come through, you know, when a plumber has to be called out, yeah, it's expensive. Plumbing is expensive these days, mm -hmm. but we're transparent in our quotes. We provide you those quotes, you approve them. And so things can get done. Um, and to my point earlier, the, the best thing you can do for a property, and sometimes it's hard to swallow for all those new investors out there listening is spend to make sure your tenants are happy. Cause if you place a good tenant and then mm -hmm. things start going bad and, and you're trying to pinch pennies here and there the tenants will get pissed off and they'll eventually leave and they'll probably leave early. And so what you want to do is make sure your property kind of upholds the standard of that tenant so that they continue to pay rent so that when you increase rent on them in 12 months time, they're not balking at it because they've never had any problems. They don't have to wait for service calls. You know, they're really happy with the home that you provided to them. And that's, you know, time and time again, and we've managed hundreds and hundreds of properties. As long as we can do things quickly, efficiently, but still cost effectively, 
tenants are happy, they pay rent, they don't cause damage, and the investor is happy at the end of the day. That's awesome. So so let's just say there is a plumbing issue. Like, is there a cost for you to handle the plumbing issue? Like, obviously, there's a cost for the plumber, but like, is there a cost to like make the calls and reach out to a plumber and like that time that's spent figuring out who's going to the house? Yeah. So all of that is kind of part of the standard property management fee that goes out. If there's a certain level of essentially like general contracting that we need to do, then there's a charge on top of it. But with the standard maintenance call, there's no additional kind of management fee on top of the repair fee. If we need to send someone out, what we've done is because we have regional leasing specialists, we essentially contract a regional leasing specialist to go out to a property. So let's say, you know, you've got a property that's tenanted mm-hmm. and you haven't allowed us to put a pin pad lock on the door or put a lockbox on, which is very rare. And the tenants call or a neighbor calls and there's a, a leak. A plumber needs to go out there and can't have access. You're not able to go out there. What we do is we essentially hire a regional leasing specialist to go out there on an, a very low hourly rate to be eyes on the ground. Okay. And this can happen, you know, for an eviction, it can happen for a fire inspection, but we have the on the ground resources there, but we charge you for them. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we say, you know, we're going to charge you the 20 or $30 an hour for that leasing specialist to go out there, mm-hmm. but you're saving money every month because we don't have a property manager sitting in Kingston, mm-hmm. twiddling their thumbs, waiting for a service call. Um, And we're able to do that because we have volume across the province, but not volume within every single city. Awesome. Awesome. So I know we're like, we're starting these discussions. And so like nothing's ironed out yet, but like, obviously with Aisha and I's midterm rental properties business, I think, you know, we're starting to talk about like what that might look like, because as uh, you know, our business is essentially guest allocation and and we do some Airbnbs, you know, for clients as well as co-hosts and whatnot, but mostly it's guest allocation. And so well, there's a lot of people that ask about property management. And I think like this is where, you know, I think there there is going to be a really cool partnership to be had. And again, details to still be ironed out, but we don't want to, like, I don't want to be in the property management business, right? Like, I, A, I don't have time and B, I, I think it's a loss leader in the industry. I think, you know, where you're, you're probably getting your money from is, is the leases, which makes sense. And, you know, everything else that you have, but you're doing it as a favor for the property management is, is how I look at it. But with that said, you know, what are your thoughts about like midterm rentals, like those monthly stays now? A lot of my units I'm actually converting, but, you know, like I have a house in Brantford that's going into the midterm market, short term market. What does that look like? Maybe just as an overview right now, but we haven't ironed out the details, like I mentioned, so guys don't like hold us to it. But I think it'll be interesting to to have you guys on board uh, as the management piece for that. Yeah, for sure. So I think it, it's just a testament to having a brand in the rental space that can pivot within the rental space. Because, you know, a couple of months ago, we would say we don't manage midterm rentals. And even from a leasing perspective, We've had a lot of people come our way and say, hey, can you lease out a midterm rental property? I'm gone for four months. I need to get it filled. And we say, yes, but it's going to cost you a month's rent. So it doesn't really make sense for them to do that. You know, just financially, it doesn't make sense. Um, But as we've seen the trend grow and, you know, testament to what you've done in the education and coaching programs that you have, as more and more people move into the midterm rental space and more tenants become familiar with it and look to it as an option, I think that there's an opportunity. And so we kind of took a few minutes, talked about the opportunity, went back, started to design a system that would make sense, both from a business perspective, a partnership perspective, and looking at the tenants and and clients at the end of the day, it has to make sense from their perspective too. It has to make financial sense. It has to make logistical sense. 
And so there's an opportunity here to really pivot into this space that didn't exist beforehand and come up with a solution that's unique and works for everyone. Mm -hmm. So for us, you know, you guys are handling the guest placement, which is you know, difficult and time consuming, as we know from leasing and maybe even mm -hmm. more so on the midterm rental side. Um, but you're dealing with high quality applicants who are staying for a shorter period of time who have more you know, short term rental type needs. So turnover needs are different in terms of cleaning and restocking. The repair needs are probably going to be a little bit different. There's probably less units that need, you know, big renovations because these are higher end units that have been well taken care of and well positioned for the midterm rental space. Um, so we're looking at kind of a, another low cost solution where midterm rental clientele can say, you know, I've got the guest placement sorted out with Sarah and her team, Sarah and Aisha and her team, and I just need someone to be there to look after the place. And I think having that security and that sense of, I know the brand that's taking care of it. It's not just, you know, a cleaner who I've hired to kind of help out with repairs on top of things is really going to be helpful. And it's just going to be very simple. It's property management at its basic in terms of cleaning and repairs and maintenance and some, you know, turnover coordination, for lack of a better word, in this mm -hmm. space. And it can be done at a low cost. And, you know, again, those turnover costs are going to be put through in the same way that we would do so with a long-term client. So we can provide a rate sheet for what a cleaner in Hamilton will cost if the turnover is every two months or every six months or every year or whatever it ends up being. And so just developing the partnerships, developing the relationships to make sure that we can service a new type of business is something that we can do if we have our eye to innovation and pivoting and an openness and willingness to do it. Yeah. And, you know, it's an exciting opportunity that you brought to us because most property management companies out there are old school in nature. And, you know, they're the businesses that have been around for dozens and dozens of years. And the industry has been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years. But ultimately, you know, a lot of people have sat back on their laurels and just said, you know, we're making okay money doing property management. Like you said, we make some money when we have that tenant turnover and we don't need to dive into this new space. But the new space has opportunities mm -hmm. that are there for the picking. And I think a better guest experience, a better client experience from an investor perspective can be had with a management company that looks to create a unique product for that type of clientele. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, details have to be ironed out, but I'll tell you one of the biggest issues that I have with like my, even my short-term rentals as an example is like the garbage, right? Like how's the garbage being handled? The laundry, like how's the laundry being handled? The cleaners, the replenishments, like, you know, and then just all of that stuff like that really ultimately as, as an owner of a property, you're going to want to have either somebody that you trust to do the checks for you but it's it sounds like almost like if you're already there from a leasing manager perspective and they're like an hourly type of thing, like it could almost be, again, just thinking out loud here again, we, we still have to iron out the details, but they do the checks before, you know, after the cleaning is done, check what replenishments there needs to be, potentially just let the owner know as option one or option two is, you know, maybe you replenish and then that's where you bill back the gas. So there's like, there's so many things, but I'll, I'll tell you like the biggest, I think the biggest headaches out there, like aside from like plumbing issues, like I literally just had one at the cottage this weekend where the toilet, you know, clogged and the shower was backing up and like, you know, there's always plumbing issues regardless. But aside from that, you know, it is a little bit of a different game because there is going to be the cleaning, the replenishments, the garbage and, and the laundry. And those are usually four things that a lot of people have headaches about. So if we can iron out what that would look like on a bigger scale than we can scale because we want to go across the country as well and you guys are across the country. But I also think 
it might be an opportunity for you to take even some short-term rentals from people that are self-managing. And I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying you will or you're not. Like, that's up to you, your business model. But, you know, there might be something to be said about that because if you're already out in some markets and you're already doing it, then, you know, maybe that's a different price point at that point in time for a short-term. But, you know, you could take this whole entire market short, mid-term, and (laughs) long-term and scale it and have like different arms. And this is where you're, the whole yeah. business can pivot right into to different things, but this is all yeah. part of being an entrepreneur. Is yeah, for sure. And I, I think pivot you know, along the way. <laughs> yeah, the the short term rental market was very interesting over the last couple of years because it obviously exploded. You know, six months into COVID, and things were going a little bit crazy. And we dabbled in the short term rental management sphere, um, but found it was a completely separate, you know, service. It was a different offering, and at that point in time. We were only doing property management in select markets, testing out some systems, doing leasing work, and it was onerous to do, you know, daily or every few days turnovers and cleanings. And I think anyone who's done short-term rentals out there listening, mm-hmm. you kind of, your bread and butter is your cleaner. If you have a good cleaner, yeah. you have good communication and good systems, it can make or break your rental. And so now we're kind of working backwards. You know, we said no for a very long time and then we did, you know, long-term and now we're moving into midterm. So it, it probably will make sense to do short-term at some point in time, but we just need to make sure, you know, we, we walk before we run. And I think as a business owner, especially in the tech space and the prop tech space, it's very easy to chase shiny objects. And we've done it in the past. You know, we thought about spinning off a moving company and then a moving box company and then a junk removal company. And you see all these opportunities for new businesses, but ultimately we want to make sure that we're not sacrificing the current business, that we have a clear path forward that from a brand perspective, people understand right. what we are because yeah. yeah. already we do a lot of things and people are like, well, do you do this and do you do that? And, you know, I don't really understand exactly what you do all the time. Uh, so we want to make sure that it's, it's very clear and, and evident and that we're providing the best service possible. So I will say when we can provide the best short-term rental service possible, we will definitely be there. And there's a lot of opportunities in the rental space right now. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's smart, right? Like sometimes when people grow so fast, so quickly, and then have lots of different offerings, some things can fall through the cracks. And, you know, we're all guilty of it at some point. There's some opportunities and like, you're like, oh, let's just add this to our like offerings. And then, you know, it there's learning curves. There's like, I'll tell you as a business owner, there's, you know, some hurdles and challenges and like you're growing and it's growing pains. And, mm-hmm. and then you like, you know, hire some, like we have somebody starting next week who I think is going to be amazing to help, you know, with some of the day-to-day stuff and the investor piece of it for the investor onboarding. So like, but you know, growing pains where you're like, don't start a business. Like real estate investing is very different, but from a business standpoint, you are in the business and it is going to be some crazy hours. Like it is like another full-time job in a sense, right? Like your business, your real estate might be a little bit more passive, sure, whatever, but like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when you're opening up a business, whether it's midterm rental properties, rent panda, whatever it is, like it's a like it's a lot of hours <laughs> and a lot yeah. of headaches and a lot of but, you know, but like just like you, like I could see one day selling the business off and, you know, making a few mil, you know, and then starting something different. And I don't think I'll ever stop. But I, I think that's the fun of it, right? Is like you're creating something that didn't exist before. You're building, you know, a company. And I think like sometimes people are entrepreneurs and they want to do something like that. And you're still an entrepreneur if you've got a, you know, a real estate portfolio. But, you know, some of like, sometimes I just, I'm like, okay, what else can I do? What other cool business is there? <laughs> I think, it's, you know, some people are born with that innate desire to fix 
broken things. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're in it and you're experiencing it, you see all these little pain points that people experience. And you're like, but I could fix that. I can do something about that. And yeah, picking and choosing what you put your efforts into is hard because it's easy to burn out and it's easy to continually lose hairline and just, you know, keep pushing and pushing. And we did that for a very long time with chasing. But I think, you know, setting a good framework, building a really good team, like you said, hiring a good team member and full teams can make or break a business very easily. And that can also help you move on to that next step. So that's what we're excited about doing. I mean, we've brought on some new people that have brought a lot of new insight into Rent Panda, their own landlord experiences, their own regional experiences. And we never want to stop innovating because I think that's where you really fall off. And so there's fun things coming in the future for sure. Awesome. Awesome. These podcasts are supposed to be half an hour, but I think we've talked for an hour. So we're going <laughs> to <laughs> we're going to get into our lightning round questions. Welcome to your midterm tip of the week. Are you often traveling for work and need a place to stay, but do not have the time or capacity to search endlessly on those online platforms? Midterm Rental Properties has been created to ensure that someone exactly like yourself who is looking for a quality assured stay but would like the assistance and a concierge white glove service to obtain this property gets the service they need. When you sign up with a property through Midterm Rentals, we ensure your stay is all-inclusive from collecting your dry cleaning to setting up a local gym membership, to having a private chef deliver your food. For more information on how we can service you at your next midterm rental stay, please visit www.midtermrentalproperties.com. Are you ready? Yep, sounds good. All right, let's do it. Number one was your favorite real estate investing book. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was kind of the pinnacle. So I got to go with that. All right. Number two, not real estate related, but maybe business entrepreneurship related. You have a favorite podcast. Yeah. Masters of Scale. It's, yeah, it's just a general business podcast or like general show. Yeah. But it, it's worth a listen to. And they dive in and talk to some really big hitter entrepreneurs about very specific challenges and you know, big people. And I've learned a lot there. My favorite quote from that that series was let fires burn. Because I think as an entrepreneur, you have to realize that there are dozens of fires burning at all times. Yeah. And you have to choose, you know, the raging inferno and forest fires, knowing that the little house fire is going to turn into an inferno and then you can deal with it. So <laughs> masters of scale for sure. Okay. All right. I'll have to start listening to that. Number three, what do you do for fun? Hiking, climbing, biking, anything outdoors. And now a new baby too, right? Now a new baby. Yeah. Less, less fun, more fulfillment, but uh, yeah, 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 he takes up a lot of time. Awesome. Awesome. Number four, if you lost everything tomorrow, your real estate, your business, your money, assets, how would you start again? I would talk to all the people in my life that I look up to and look for the pain points that they're experiencing in any manner of life and just look to solve people's problems and start a business that, that really helped people's daily lives in some way, shape or form. Very cool. And last question, if somebody has $50,000, they want to get started. It's broad, so you can take it real estate or business or however you want to take it. And they want to get started. How would you recommend they spend that money? I would say take at least a third of that money and invest it in yourself. So take some courses in an area of, of interest, hire a coach, hire a mentor, invest in books, invest in you know paid subscriptions for whatever you need to do, but invest in yourself. 
And then I would say there's a lot of, of real estate opportunities that people still aren't looking at. I think if you get outside of the majority of people's comfort zones and you know, maybe pay to talk to people who are really doing things at the cusp of the industry, um, getting some insight there is, is really interesting. You know, looking at people who are investing in Aylmer and Timmins and, you know, Kenora, um, those are areas that no one is talking about that everyone's uncomfortable with. So there, there's definitely an opportunity there still in Ontario. Okay. All right. Very cool. Thanks for playing the lightning round, Hart. Where can my listeners reach out and find out more? Just go to rentpanda.ca, fill out any of the many forms that we've got online there and reach out or just shoot me an email at heart at rentpanda.ca. And that's just H-A-R-T at rentpanda.ca. Okay, perfect. And mention the podcast where you heard us from and congrats on all of the success and starting a business and all, you know, handling the fires, like you said, and, and building a business. Because I remember originally when we talked, I'm like, you know what, you have some holes in the business and then you fix them. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's talk now. Let's talk. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like you, you reached out, you look, you got the advice. You, I mean, like like you said, you talked to a lot of landlords and, and you build something of what they're looking for. And now you're like, I think you're. It's gonna. It's you're gonna take this whole industry to the next level. So thank you for all thank you, you do. It was, it's really awesome, and it's uh, a pleasure working with you. And you know, thanks for my tenant screening and everything else that you're doing. So really appreciate. Well, th thank you for trusting us and for the feedback. I mean, I think everything that we've built is based on landlord feedback. So if anyone's listening and you're like. I don't want to work with Rent Panda yet, but I've got some thoughts. I mean, that's what Sarah did. <laughs> so come to us with thoughts, come to us with ideas. We're yeah. the ones to execute it. And the industry is going to look very different in five years. So yeah, excited to be working together with you too, Sarah. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.